Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Correct. Your body is telling you what it wants you to know or thinks Mm -hmm. you need to know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also if you're having a particular struggle or issue or um, you're maybe upset over something or very fearful over something, sit with that emotion and see if you get a ping in a certain area of your body Mm. from it too Mm -hmm. and kind of think through that. Definitely. So then people may do that or they may just be hurting or whatever and they come to you. Mm-hmm. And what happens next? Well, first things breath. Uh-huh. I do teach them breath and breathe into it. You know, mm-hmm. breathe into it. We're going to start to move through it. I, th- I even do that if I'm just tight in a certain area, Correct. not even pain. Even if I'm just going through stretching or something like some stretching exercises and you feel that hamstring really, yeah. really hurts. Imagine in your yeah. mind's eye directing your breath to that hamstring Mm -hmm. and see if you can get a little bit more stretch out of it or a little bit of easing. Welcome to the In Vibe Live podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at inviblife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. And we're grateful that you're here. Welcome to the InVibe Life podcast. It's Amy and Cheryl. And today we are coming off of, I guess, it's been four, four months since it's the end of June right now, it's been four months since COVID kind of hit Austin, Restrictions Texas. started yes. coming into play. Yeah. And things are, you know, we've kind of gotten orders in Texas that things are slowly opening up and we can get back out, but we're also seeing our numbers go up as the amount of cases happen. And so it's just this kind of uncertain time that's happening. And, um, I've been seeing it happening in the studio, how this uncertain time is manifesting in people's bodies. And Amy and I have been talking about how we're uncomfortable a little bit, or, you know, one week is different than the next week. It's just, there's a lot going on. And we thought it's a great time to sit and have a conversation about what we're feeling and what we see others dealing with. So I think there's just a lot of overwhelm out in the world right now. And a ton of fear, of course, yep. but also confusion. I mean, we're getting different information Tons every day. Of confusion. Um, yeah. Different sources will say different things about the same topic, and then the next day they might flip flop on who's it, saying what. And it's so hard to even know what's what out there. And mm-hmm. you hear so many stories and anecdotes. 
And then, of course, there's the physical differences everyone's been facing. We are staying in more. People are sitting. Sitting more. And at their computers, you're not getting up and walking around for your meetings in the office. You're just plugging into a screen. You're more screen time, more more time time. looking at the screen. Mm -hmm. My vision has gotten worse in the last 90 days. I never thought of that, but I think you're right. I know mine has for my reading glasses. I've amped up my prescription for my oh, reading glasses a little bit. And I yes. used to be able to kind of yes. not use them sometimes. I get so frustrating. <laughs> but it's true. I've been having, now that you say that, I've been using my reading glasses. I had glasses. to ask my boys. We shared an appetizer tray last night when I went out to eat. I had to say, what's that on the other side of it? I couldn't even tell the difference between like figs and olives because I didn't have my reading glasses on. <laughs> How pathetic is that? I am only laughing because I'm in the same boat. It's like I sit down at the dinner table and I go to take a bite. And I'm like, God, this salad is so blurry. And I can't tell, did they put bacon in it? Or is that is that a nut? It's one way to get you to try new foods, I there guess. Like, right, oh, I exactly. That was a potato chip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so we started talking just this morning. This morning I worked out with yeah. Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do about weekly. Yes. She's a master trainer in gyrotonic and Pilates. Um, our relationship started because I'm Cheryl's client mm-hmm. and we got to know each other. And just this morning, the topic of conversation was really, how is that showing up in my body? Yeah. How is the, and I have kept doing movement yes. through the quarantine, maybe not the exact same, right. but I do Pilates at home, including having the mm-hmm. equipment. I get on a treadmill regularly, have done other things as well, mm-hmm. but it just still is coming up differently. Are you seeing that across the board? Across and are there the board. Themes? It's fascinating. Um, I feel like most clients are coming in and saying, I have this pain and they're pointing to a spot on their body and I've done, I've done this tool and I've done that and I've done this and nothing is working and it's a pain I've never had before. And I don't know what's going on. That has been the common story and not just my clients, my instructors that work for me too. So it's not, it's happening on a global scale to the person who doesn't exercise as much to the person who maybe exercises every day. It's just Mm -hmm. things are creeping up in our bodies and it's because of what's going on in our minds and what's going on energetically and what's going on globally is showing up physically in the body. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And Correct. to me, this was a big, this is what I've learned from Cheryl and Stephen a lot in my 10 years of being in your studio is that I never really understood the role the body played. Like when you say mind, body, spirit, I didn't get it. I didn't right. really get the big mm-hmm. component that the body Sounds good. played in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, great. But uh-huh. I didn't get it, get it until I really started um, becoming immersed in it. I came to you in a weak physical state yes. following a very major mm-hmm. illness in my life. And so let's just talk, you know, I'll just yes. share that and talk about that. When I um, came to Stephen and Cheryl, it was about two or three months after um, undergoing a pretty major procedure in one of my lungs. And it's, I have an underlying condition in my lung that I have had probably all my life, um, but it worsened and really started showing up and affecting my life really a little over 10 years ago. And um, the procedure I had to address it 
I was on oxygen, first of all, before I had the procedure, had to be on supplemental oxygen. My oxygen levels were low, so I wasn't breathing well. I mm-hmm. didn't have that role of the breath in my body that we both know is it's, so important. Key. And um, had to have like metal coils put into my lung to um, address some vascular issues in it. When I came to Stephen and Cheryl, I wasn't thinking I had lung issues. I had back pain. Right. (laughs) And um, as we started getting further and further into what was going on, realizing that my body was adapting to try to protect the lung to the point, and I had this huge aha moment one day when I realized, you know, I think you or one of your other instructors asked me where in the lung is the coil and I put my hand on it. Okay. Now show me where in your back most of the pain is. They were the exact same spot Mm -hmm. on the two different sides of my body. Mm -hmm. That was a huge game changer for me that I will never forget. And so what we started doing after that point wasn't even movement focused to address the back pain. The first thing you all did was try to teach me how to breathe better and the power of breathing and the breath and that you can actually, I don't think a lot of people know either that you can control the breath and you can send it to different parts of your body. body. And so we started working on that, send the breath to that area in your lung to Mm -hmm. expand, expand lung capacity and just give love and nurturing to that area that was weakened. Mm -hmm. So that's my story, but I know that you see this that's my testament to what we're about to say, right. but you see this over and over and over that sometimes that what people come to you is thinking is just hip pain really might have even deeper it's a bigger, physical yes. um, as well as emotional and spiritual components to it. And the pain is a representation or a manifestation. <laughs> now, being that we're a physical therapy clinic, people come to us with muscle skeletal pain. Right. right on a physical level, there it's always bigger and deeper than that. I feel like the physical pain sometimes the physical pain can create emotional mm-hmm. issues, or emotional issues can create physical pain. I feel like what's going on in COVID right now is there is an emotional component that has been thrown at all of us that is uncomfortable. It's brought up. Fear, lack of control, anxiety, confusion, confusion, all of those things. And because of that, that's showing up on a physical part mm-hmm. of the body. And um, where it's showing up can be different for everybody. You know, it can, um, when it shows up physically, I think the very first thing that the easiest takeaway that you could do is breathe into it, send mm-hmm. breath into it. Breath is our life force. And at the studio, I try and tell people when you're, when you're exercising, obviously you want to breathe when you're exercising. There are many people who try and hold their breath when they're exercising. Sometimes it's a natural tendency. It's, it's a like very, a protection. It's a protection. Okay, this hurts, this hurts. I'm going yes. to hold my breath. Yes. Which or is this is funny. hard. Isn't that interesting? If yeah. something's hard, they'll hold their breath. Yeah. I find myself doing that, which is really interesting. It, yeah. It is super common mm-hmm. that people will do that. I feel like I spend most of my day coaching people to breathe through it. And the breath creates different types of movement. But what breath is to your movement is what music is to dance, right? Uh So 
Breath should move you. So you, you know, when you listen to music and you hear a rhythm, it makes your feet want to move. So that's how you should think of your breath when you're moving, that your breath is moving you through an exercise. And then you can even play with it and say you're doing an exercise and you're inhaling when you flex your spine and you're exhaling when you extend your spine. Flip the breath and inhale when you flex your spine and exhale when you extend your spine. So that was just said opposite if you weren't following. (laughs) But by changing the breath, it changes the intention of the exercise, right? And so I can coach somebody through a movement one way with one breath and I get one thing out of their body. But if I want something different, maybe I just need to change the breath. Mm-hmm. Right, because the breath is such a key component to um, relaxing, focusing, creating more space, creating different intentions. The breath is probably the biggest takeaway I could say that is going to help people right now through what's going on. You know, and I just want to like put this out there too before you go on that you know. We started this conversation talking about how people's bodies are showing signs of the stress they're under right now. Yes. I think, you know, one suggestion I'd have is really sink into that a little bit. You know, I, um, I meditate a lot. I talk about that all the time. There's a certain kind of meditation that's a body scan. And you mm-hmm. can do a physical body scan that you put people yeah. through. But you can do a very... You know, during meditation, introspective body scan, where I would suggest starting at your head. I think you like to start at the lower and move mm-hmm. up. You know, start at your head or start at the pelvis. And while you're in meditation, just go place by place by place in your body. Focus on your head for a little while. Focus on your throat for a little while. Focus on your heart for a little while. Focus on your solar plexus for a little while, on your gut for a little while, on your pelvic floor for a little while. And you can even take that all the way to your toes, or I know you like Mm -hmm. to do it the opposite from the lower chakras, Mm -hmm. essentially, is what Mm -hmm. we're saying on up. But really rest in each place and see what you see. And if you find something that um, hurts or feels uncomfortable, just stay there a little while and kind of examine that and sink into that. Don't be scared of it. Correct. Your body is telling you what it wants you to know or thinks Mm -hmm. you need to know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also if you're having a particular struggle or issue or um, you're maybe upset over something or very fearful over something, sit with that emotion and see if you get a ping in a certain area of your body Mm. from it too Mm -hmm. and kind of think through that. Definitely. So then... People may do that, or they may just be hurting, or whatever, and they come to you, Mm -hmm. and what happens next? Well, first thing's breath. Uh I do teach them breath, um, and breathe into it, you know? Mm -hmm. Breathe into it. We're going to start to move through it. I I even do that if I'm just tight in a certain area. Not even pain. Even if I'm just going through stretching or something like some stretching exercises and you feel that hamstring really, really hurts, imagine in your mind's eye 
directing your breath to that hamstring mm-hmm. and see if you can get a little bit more stretch out of it or a little bit of easing. And some really. people have a hard time with that when I say, mm-hmm. okay, let's just send our breath. To Take the, it till you make it. To the just hamstring. Go with it. Just they try. look at me like I'm crazy. They really uh-huh. do. And I'm like, know. you know, your brain does tell you what to do. It's, it's like I say, okay, raise your hand. And they uh-huh. raise their hand. I'm like, how did you do it? Right. Well, their oh, brain good... told them to do that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's a very simple way. But I'm like, okay, now what if you just breathe into your knee? And I'm like, okay. You know, it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Well, it's and intentionality it's with your breath, which is like you said, you know, if I decide I want to pick up the pen, I will just raise the hand, but I can also intentionally think, raise the hand yes. and put it down. And that works too mm-hmm. with posture because people with posture, they think, ooh, stiffen up and, and make it rigid. And I'm like, if you just gently think of, I'm going to create space. For my lungs to breathe, or maybe mm-hmm. at the dinner table, does I have to work with my children? They have terrible posture at the dinner table. <laughs> I'm like, what if you created a little space between the pelvis and the rib cage so that all of that stuff in there, your stomach and your intestines, could really work to. Uh, I'm looking for the word. Digest. Uh, digest. Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking for the word. Help me out, Harry. To digest the food. That's where I'm going. Yes, yes. So that you could digest the food. But if you're sitting squishing that area, then the the digestion Mm -hmm. isn't working as well. And so there, the posture affects it. Well, and if you just gently create a little bit more space between the rib and the pelvis, then there's more space for the food to digest. And, you know, and that Mm -hmm. might be a tangent and a whole different story. But I, I think where this kind of goes back into play is Amy was saying how, or asking about, you know, seeing people come back into the studio. We're at that place where we fully opened up now and slowly people are coming back in and I, there are physical changes because mm-hmm. people have been see, see, uh, sitting more, they've been eating differently, they've been moving less, so there's a little bit more weight, their posture is not as well as it was before, because their life is a little different. Now, I think there are some great takeaways from the time that we've had at Mm -hmm. home, but there's also been some sliding back on this taking care of our physical self, Um, and, and I can't, you know, judge whether there's been a mental change or not until, you know, but I'm, I'm personally looking at the physical changes. And so what we're trying to do is get people back in this regular movement, you know, regular maintenance, just taking care of yourself. And that's so important because I don't think that I I personally don't think we're ever going to go back to life pre COVID. I think that on a global scale, things will have changed. I do too. I it's think it's like been a shift. Air travel changed after 9 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll never go back to the way it was before. Um, we might get to a place of what our new normal is, but if we don't start to live today as if we're moving towards this new normal, then that could be a much bigger adjustment or change that you'd have to make. So I just think that it's really important in these times to yeah, move, Yeah, I think this is true. You know, we've taught, and this is 
where movement can be a way to break that cycle. Because we've talked about, we did a podcast with Stephen Dunn, Cheryl's husband on fascia, which there's a lot of information there that maybe you can go into and how fascia can store trauma or fear or things like that. But one of the things we talked about is the fight or flight reaction. And Mm -hmm. Stephen talked a little about you can also be in a freeze reaction mm-hmm. or you can almost be in a perpetual cycle of fight or flight and you just can't get out of it if you're so fearful. And again, when there's something so major out there that we don't really know what it is and we can't really define it, maybe we shouldn't even leave our house. Maybe we shouldn't go outside and we shouldn't go hug our grandma and oh my goodness, how much harder could that be? And so you just get in this perpetual cycle. So first of all, I don't really know much about the adrenals and adrenal fatigue, but I know this has to be coming up for people. Well, when you get in fight or flight, that's an inflammatory response. Inflammatory. And so, um, your, your gut, because where are you feeling that? I mean, so, so many things physically, just from the fear and the cycle of fear that's there. Mm -hmm. And so like, we kind of talked a little bit about, and you might want to go into more how, emotional issues, even maybe emotional issues from a childhood car accident or anything like that can show up physically in the body. Now, Mm -hmm. can we use movement to help break us out of that cycle of fear? I'm going to use your body as an example. Okay. Yeah. We just worked out this. (laughs) That's how this conversation was spurred. So when I started with Amy 10 years ago, it was her left lung. So she tended to wanted to side bend her body into that left, right? Mm-hmm. And I could see that. Well, that caused other things too. It caused a little rotation in her spine. Um, through the years of working through trying to find symmetry in her body and moving and using the breath and creating different intentions, Amy can find a nice symmetrical body that is strong and moves really well. But when something like, you know, when something boat gets rocked, mm-hmm. right, and it throws her off kilter, your body will spiral back into yeah. that side bend and rotation. Mm-hmm. And it, it's this natural kind of, um, I don't know if it's a fear response. It could be many different responses, but mm-hmm. it's just this place of protection. I think yeah, it's a place of protection that, that her body wants to go kind to. Kind of a muscle memory. It's a, a muscle yeah. memory that your your fascia holds memory. Yes. And I think Stephen might have gone into that in the podcast as well about the memory you that your fascia bit. holds. Mm-hmm. That maybe even it's kind of like a subconscious knowing that your body has that you might not even know on a conscious level. Because what do they say? Like 95% of your brain is unconscious or subconscious and we work with 5% of our conscious memory or conscious brain. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting where I'll see examples of that show up is I can be working with someone for five years and be seeing something that just doesn't make sense. It's awkward. And all of a sudden they'll be like, Oh yeah, I fell off the roof when I was five years old, you know, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, or I got hit by a car and they don't think it's affecting them because you know, they're walking normal now and they don't really remember it because they were so young when it happened. And sometimes I think there's physical things that happen to us when we're young that we don't, we'll never remember on a conscious level, Mm -hmm. right? So, and it's interesting, I was talking to somebody about this earlier that I think that we bring in to this lifetime different physical things because I noticed the difference in changing my children's diaper. One of my children, as an infant, when I was changing his diaper, you know how they lay their legs open Uh and you pull the diaper through? That was a very, like, 
easy place for him to be. My next child, when I had him, he hated to plop his hips open. And I, and I noticed it like he never like that changing the diaper was not a fun place or he had such a giggly little baby personality. He would close his knees together and not want, not let me change his diaper. And he would giggle like it became a game. But then I noticed when I did needed to like clean him and, and change his diaper, he was uncomfortable. And so I started massaging his hips open and one hip was tighter than the other. And he just didn't like most babies naturally will plop their hips open. Mm -hmm. He didn't. And that's something that he came into this life with. Yeah. Right. It wasn't any physical thing that happened to him. So some of us are just tighter than others or, you know, we come in with some imbalances, you know, some of us are right-handed and we like to do everything right-handed. So there Mm -hmm. that creates an imbalance that we have from early on, you know, So through movement, you can work through some of that stuff to find some symmetry. And I think that also brings some balance to the mental state. When Mm -hmm. you can balance the physical state, the mental state starts to find a little comfort and ease as well. So those two affect each other interchangeably one way or the other. So I know you talk a lot about mindful movement. And when we talk about mindful movement, I automatically go to Pilates, gyrotonic, yoga, things like that, which I think are great. And so first of all, those exercises are full body, full body exercises, Mm -hmm. which makes them really wonderful because, um, you know, sometimes pain in your shoulder is really coming from your hip or or an imbalance Mm -hmm. in your hip or something like that. So if you're taking the whole body together, um, you have a better chance of achieving that balance. Correct. Those exercises also focus on the core. Yes. A lot, which is key. And that's even, I mean, you're strengthening those, those key survival areas of your energy center. It's like home base. It's home base kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, and I think this is where the, um, on our YouTube channel, the video of the blue belt. Yes. 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 That blue belt is that it's kind of like, this is the base of support and the energy from there should grow in opposite directions. Up and down. Up and down. It's kind of like if you were a tree, this would be the ground. The blue belt would be the, the ground. Which is on the pelvis. If it's you on the pelvis. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, the, that blue belt would be on the pelvis and this, the, tree trunk grows up from there and the roots grow down from there. So energetically, that's kind of what should be going on in the body as well. And if you can think about just visualizing energy flowing through your body and energy flowing down Mm -hmm. through your body, then that creates a sense of ease with the posture, which also in turn allows the breath to move more freely and easily. And you know, and it does create a sense of space too. When you think about energy coming out of the top of your head and going down through your feet, that opposition Yes. When you say create space or get taller. Yes, Mm -hmm. definitely. And when there's space, their energy can flow through the body. Now, I do have some people who are like, I just don't believe in all this energy stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Then I just, I just say, okay, so, you know, we can be electrocuted, right? Right. And that's because we are conductors of energy, Uh right? So, 
that is really, and, and you can do, I can do, sometimes I do this little trick where I just have them rub their hands together really, really fast and vigorous. And then as you slowly move the hands apart, you can feel the energy you've created mm-hmm. there. And so, and, and that can make a very simple, that, that to me is a very simple exp- explanation where I'm not getting too woo-woo or crazy with some people that Mm -hmm. just don't want to hear my energy talk. Right. (laughs) Because there are people like that. And then they need to really stay on a muscle skeletal type of conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's fine too, because guess what? I think energy flows along those muscles, you know? Right. And um, so kind of bringing it there that, you know, you can make it very simple that we are conductors of energy. And so energy is in us. And so we need it to move. Um, I think you were talking about how you know, what's, you know, energy getting frozen and moving Mm -hmm. and how that shows up fascially. Right. So one of the things that, um, I think we talked on Steven's podcast as well about the video, which again, we have a whole podcast on, on fascia fascia and yeah, which is way more in depth and professional, like from his perspective, even that we ended up, it's saying, We've got to go now because of time. We should do a part two. There's a whole lot there. There's a whole lot. Mm -hmm. But he refers to the video strolling under the skin where you can see the water droplets on the fascia. It's actually a little camera inside a living body Mm -hmm. looking at the fascia. Mm -hmm. And the body moves like the person moves their hand. And so you can see how the fascia moves. And you see all these water droplets on the skin. Well, as we age, those water droplets do decrease. And so the fascia gets a little stickier and moves a little less and can find more of those freeze spots in the body, which can show up as physical pain. It can mm-hmm. show up as tightness or, you know, imbalances and stuff like that. And so that's something that as you age stays there. But if you continue to work on your body daily, you can do, you can minimize a lot of things. You can be stronger today than you were in your twenties. And I think that's something that is totally the case for me. And not just do I feel better and stronger. I hit the golf ball further. I can walk or hike longer. I mean, all sorts of things. I mean, I'm in better physical shape than I was in my twenties and thirties for sure. And I think that's something that we can do. And you just have to make the choice Mm -hmm. to do that. You know, you have to make the choice. And I think that through, like, taking this all the way back to COVID, um, daily you have to make the choice to find this new way of living. And that new way of living has to be incorporating some, um, your find your new normal, you know. Yeah. And so the people that left the studio and now are coming back, I think they're trying to find their new normal because they saw that, during that quarantine, they didn't eat as well. They weren't moving. Maybe they were sitting. Alcohol. Oh, yes. Increased. Definitely. So, I mean, we were on kind of yeah. a permanent vacation. A permanent vacation. In some ways, or at least yeah. you didn't have to show up somewhere the next morning. So, I might as well have a couple glasses exactly. of wine. Exactly. Which also can affect the hydration, the of, hydration your body. Of, your, mm-hmm. of your body. So, that some of the stickiness or yes. um, pain you're feeling in your body may even be from that, or if you just haven't drunk enough water, yeah. or if you're eating um, those things that maybe you don't normally eat and aren't flushing them out of your out. system yeah. well I, enough. And I think that, you know, I'm, I'm not a nutritionist, yeah, but me I either, do but, think mm-hmm. that, um, you know, nutrition plays a role in 
digestion and, and inflammation in the body? Well, I can just say from personal experience, it makes a big difference and water in particular makes a big difference, a big difference to me. And I think that, um, you know, we did this great podcast with these girls on nutrition and they were talking about, you know, everybody's body is a little bit different when mm-hmm. it comes to what they can and can't eat and how different foods will affect one person in an inflammatory response and not somebody else in an right. inflammatory response. And they were talking about the testing of it. And I think that, um, that podcast is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. So that stuff is great to know. And I think think that in these uncertain times, we, we start to wrap around the fear of, um, un, you know, uncertainty and uncertainty, mm-hmm. it, there's a lack of control and mm-hmm. uncertainty. And so the things we can control are those Doritos we want to eat, right? <laughs> or, you know, the extra glass of wine we want to have. Yeah. And so that, that's where like lack of control, where we're trying to find control is in the things that we can control. And so we just, I think that now it's time, if we're going to get through this without going crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is all of our goals, because it's just this new normal, is we have to start to control things on a healthier scale. You know, mm-hmm. like make a choice to move your body every day. Even if it's just for a few minutes. Even if it's just for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, just make a choice to move, Mm -hmm. try and make a better choice with your food choices. And that doesn't have to be every meal. Maybe you're just going to start with, you know what? I'm going to start my day every day with a healthy breakfast. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, breathe. I think breathe is the easiest takeaway Mm -hmm. that even if all else fails, you've ate crappy all day, you haven't moved. And so you're starting to feel, beat yourself up about it, mm-hmm. then that's the time, you know what, just take a few breaths mm-hmm. and breathe and send send your breath intentionally to maybe where you need it. And maybe that's just breathing into the story you're telling yourself in your head, mm-hmm. or maybe it's into the upset stomach you might have, or, you know, mm-hmm. the pain in your neck you have from sitting at your computer more, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's showing up. Mm-hmm. And so do you think that there's a difference, um, in how people are feeling pain now versus, but like clients you've had for months, what they would come in and present as pre COVID versus now, is it different, different different things? It's different. Mm -hmm. It's different. So that's even another change to adjust to. Mm -hmm. You may be at Mm-hmm. have a completely different body than you yeah. did three yeah. or four months ago. And I don't think we realize that, mm-hmm. but I do feel like this uncomfortableness of COVID is manifesting physically in people's body mm-hmm. bodies. And they, um, maybe don't even realize that. Mm-hmm. You know? Now we're still in the working through the process. So I'm not, I don't think I have an answer yet on this is a quick thing and we're eat, we're getting this stuff moving quickly because it's still in the beginning stages and I, I haven't seen this move through quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, I do feel like, um, it's a slow healing process. And so maybe that is a reflection of the fact that, you know, COVID is not going away quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I think, know? I think most people intuitively think that or yeah. feel that right now. Yeah. But- so it, we'll it's, see. it's fascinating, you know, mm-hmm. and I think the uncertainty of the whole situation is the most uncomfortable part, you know? And so, you know, we've, um, 
framed this particular conversation on physical manifestation of maybe emotional stress mm-hmm. caused by COVID, but it can really be oh, it's for any reason. I mean, this is yes. kind of probably part one of a conversation we'll have yeah. many times because um, this is what kind of mind, body, spirit wellness means. And when you start to see how powerful joining Mm-hmm. those things too. all together. Just the awareness is. of joining those mm-hmm. things. It's huge. Um, we did, like you, like you said, Amy, right now we're having the conversation around COVID and how that's affecting the body, but maybe take your brain back to a time that was really stressful or, you know, I have seen, um, recently a friend of mine had experienced a death in her life of someone very close to her and how that physically affected her body. Mm-hmm. She, you know, got some neck and shoulder pain mm-hmm. within that week of, you know, everything kind of going down. And, you know, it just, you know, when there's trauma in our lives, physically, we feel it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, it was such a significant part of her life to, to experience this death that I have seen a physical change in her posture. Oh, wow. You know? And um, the thing is, is you have to honor the process, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that is something we're kind of doing now, too, is grieving of our old lives and what this new life is and the uncertainty of things. And we just have to kind of honor the process and be okay with it. Be gentle. Yeah. Be gentle with yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And try to figure out... What what can I do? How can what I? What can I do? What can and I? Maybe it's what just can one I little control? Step. Yeah, which may be your breath. Your breath. Maybe, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. I feel like it's the life force, and it's just one of the most important things. Yeah, breathe. Mm-hmm. We hope you yeah. breathe. Yeah, we'll <laughs> be Take well. And you know, Cheryl, thank you for sharing your thoughts on this and your expertise on it. I think it's a great conversation. I really um, can't express to everyone how profoundly it changed my outlook on wellness Mm -hmm. and put me on a different path. And I think if you can start understanding how these things all interplay and go together, um, you can really start to make leaps and bounds in how you feel. Yeah, it helps the healing, you know. And the healing, yeah. Yeah, it really helps the healing. And thank you for sharing your story because I think that explains to people you know, mm-hmm. your process of healing, Yeah, you know, and on a physical level. And, and part of why all of this is so important totally. to me. The mm-hmm. journey to us. and where mm-hmm. it's brought us. So, yeah. Thank you for tuning right, yeah. in. And, you. you know, I think that this might just be the start of many different, bigger conversations. So. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the In Vibe Life podcast. For more information and to join our community, be sure and check out our website at www.invibelife.com. We look forward to sharing with you.